welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview. This is the Thursday preview and thank you very much to the Sydney Arms for hosting us, London's racing pub. Definitely recommend coming down here on a day of the festival if you haven't before. It is a lot of fun, I can, uh, I can vouch for that. Um, here joining me are, are three experts, Tony Calvin, Andy Holding and Neil Channing. Neil is from Betting Emporium, a pro punter, our very own tipster uh, at Odds Checker, Andy, and racing journalist uh, and broadcaster and tipster. I'm not going to mock you this time. No, no, you, you far away. Uh, are we, are we allowed okay. to swear, actually? I don't think so, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's good, it's good that you said that on camera, though. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> I must have, uh, I was about five words in on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been swear since, though. You've done very well so there far. Yeah, I have. Um, well, don't push it, though. Before we get into Thursday's racing, just to let you know that we are giving away five £100 Amazon vouchers on the Thursday of the festival. To enter the competition, simply place any £1 or more bet via the OddsChecker app on that day to be in with a chance to win. On to Thursday now, a week today, and uh, we're recording just after midday on the Thursday, the week before Cheltenham, so we haven't had the five-day decks. We don't know necessarily what the ground is going to be, but as if you've listened to the Tuesday podcast or watch the video uh, the feeling at the moment is it's going to be soft at best and likely heavy uh, first race of the day is the marsh novices chase uh, aloho is at the top of the market at nine to two and the horse that you've put up itchy feet is five to one mr fisher seven to one faheen eight to one with hills that's not no run no, run, no bet seven to one best uh, with that promotion sam crow exactly the same uh, and then easy game 11 to one 12 to one bar Andy, given that you've put up uh, Aloho here, we'll come to you first. Yeah, well, we've certainly found out one thing or learnt one thing about that is that uh, connections with Aloho uh, don't read the odds checker column uh, that I write <laughs> because uh, I, I wrote a concise um, uh, reasonings why I thought Aloho should be running in the marsh. And then about two weeks later, connection said, oh, right, we're going for the RSA, which completely contradicted everything that I thought. <laughs> I, I thought he'd just look tailor made for the race, you know, Sir Deschamps, uh, York Hill, Vator. Black Hercules, all top class three milers, stroke two and a half milers from the same yard. It's a race that he does really well in. And what I've seen of Alaho so far this season, I thought he was a real, um, he showed good pace in his two races over two mile five. His time figure last time out at Fairy House was exceptionally good. And straight away I thought, God, this is a, you know, a, a, a marsh candidate. Um, have, you, have you given up? No, not at all. No, I think I think um, with all the ramifications we've talked about in previous podcasts about horses switching because of the ground conditions, I'm hoping that if it is going to be very testing, that connections will have a, a second look or maybe uh, decide to go for the the, the, smart, the um, shorter race, shorter distance. Well, I think race. if you look at the Betfair market now, I think they might have one of the yeah had a full. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only five point seven the way, yeah. at the moment. Last, last price match, five point seven as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that I'm I'm getting more and more encouraged. And if he does run in the marsh, I think he's got a great chance. Um, I don't think it's a, a good, ra a particularly strong race. We right. might get Mr. Fisher going away from the race as well. It's another potential uh, one out of the way. Um, but I, I think it'd be very hard to beat in the marsh. He, he, the great thing about him is that he'll handle the ground over that trip, and he's ridden aggressively. And of course, on day three, aggressive rides over that new course have been seen to good effect on time and time again, particularly in, in this race. You need to be up with the speed. You need to be jumping well out, out of trouble. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be very keen in him, and I don't think he's necessarily the kind of horse to slug it out against the likes of Minilla Rindo and Copperhead in, in the in the three mile RSA. He's already been beaten twice by Minilla Rindo. It's another reason why I think that they may be making a mistake taking him on again. Um, 
So in an ideal world, I'd want him to run not against my pick, Manella Rindo in the RSA, and to come here and run in the marsh, and then that would be perfect utopia. Another related double we've got yeah, coming yeah, on. There you go. Yeah, I think we need to ban and actually go down too well. Um, Alaho, four to one, uh, non-run, no bet with three, six, five, and six. We have to have editorial independence, George. Come on. Correct. <laughs> Very true, Tony. I'll come to you now. And that, that's me expressing my editorial independence. Yes. Um, I'd like to put up a related double. No. <laughs> I, I think the, the race doesn't make much appeal to me. I don't see much depth to this, like Andy said. Um, I was quite taken by itchy feet last time. Obviously, the price has just ebbed away. It's a similar price to... Um, and his selection as well at the moment. I think it's about five to one at the time of time of recording. Uh, I think that's fair enough. Am I really taken by the race? Not really. Um, if you ask me for the most likely winner, I'd probably say itchy feet, but mm. without any be uh, betting recommendation. Perfect. Neil? I haven't spoken to Tony about this race, but I pretty much agree 100% with what you said. I'm almost certainly going to back itchy feet. Um, you know, I, I like that stable, and I think... Um, yeah, it was well back last time, wasn't it? And it came there and looked pretty good, I thought. This race could easily cut up. Yeah. I actually think kind of five to one right now is, I don't know what price it is, non runner no bet, but I think given that the race could cut up, I think it's <coughs> got some potential to shorten. Uh, you know, this is a race where people, the you know, the favourite in this race is normally in the sort of five to two, nine to four region. It's not a five the field race generally. Uh, when when, when uh, you've got Sam Crow in as the third or fourth favourite, yeah, yeah. you're kind of thinking, yeah, yeah absolutely. Let, let's play. Um, so I, I think I'd probably have to do that at some stage. But I, I haven't done anything in it yet, and, and yeah, that's probably that's probably on my list of bets. I I've been meaning to have for a day or two. But it another one. The price isn't going to hold up now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would play win only at this stage, um, even though I think the race might cut up. Uh, I don't really want to rush to take horses uh, for Thursday, you know, in the non-handicaps each way. Um, you want to stop having these five-hour lunches like you had yesterday? That was <laughs> probably the mistake, actually. That was probably. I said, if you had a look, you said no. Uh, well, you know, I just had a, had a bit of a nice restful, <laughs> restful, relaxing. Lunch. Five hours? Did you fall asleep for four hours? <laughs> <or something? laughs> I was a bookmaker. I haven't <laughs> seen for a while, so yeah. perfect. Uh, Probably not Denise. Um, Itchy <laughs> feet, nine to two. Uh, non run, no bet is the best price. We'll move on now, nice and quick that one, uh, to the Potemps, uh, where Relegate is the seven to one joint favourite, along with Phoenix Way and the Storyteller. Sarge de Burley, eight to one. Welsh Saint, ten to one. Uh, Skanderberg, twelve to one. Sixteen to one. Uh, for a few, I mean, sixteen to one bar. There's obviously plenty in there at the moment before the five day decks. Uh, Andy again. Well, I'll put it to the floor this one really. Um, anyone who, who fancies kind of anything they fancy and want to put up. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go first if uh, that's okay with the boys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that these qualifiers, only two horses that have won qualifiers have won really? the final in the last 23 years. Mm, yeah. So it tells you that you need to be looking a little bit further down the field. And the race that I like to concentrate on, as I always do, is that Irish qualifier run at Leopardstown on, on Boxing Day. Um, it's produced the winner the last two years, both trained by Gordon Elliott, Delta Works and Sir de Berlo last year, who got a, a nice ride into sixth. And <laughs> mirroring that performance this year was the storyteller, who also finished sixth behind Traces in a score fee. Um, dealing with him individually, um, prior to that, he'd, he'd won at Clonmel, beating two very good horses who've both gone on to win subsequently, including 
uh, total recaller won the Thiest this chase next time out, so he's beaten them up. He's, he's rated 159 over fences, third behind Ken Boy and Album Photo. And, um, Pontchartrain Punch Festival, genuine grade one form. Cheltenham Festival win as well when he won the um, the handicap um, yeah. a few years back. And um, he looks as though he's got his preparation absolutely perfect. He, he's in off about 149 with his readjusted uh, English rating. So I'll be very, very keen on him. And I'm just keen on that race in particular. Uh, it was a day where it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was a perfect storm, really. You had two three mile races over the same course and distance. One of them was a grade one, which Apples Jade won. The other one was the handicap, which traces in a scorsy one. So I've got the two, my two screens up there on, on in front of me, my bank of tellies, and set them off as they jumped the first hurdle in the, <laughs> in the back straight and, and stopped them at the line. And the distance that traces in a scorsy beat Apples Jade was absolutely phenomenal. It was literally half the length of the running. Really? Um, so you straight away I'm thinking, well, either that per attempt qualifies the best handicapped I've seen all season, or Apples Jade is totally gone. And the fact that Apples Jay got beat next time out Gow and probably somewhere in between. I don't think she's the force she was. No. But what it did this tell you is that virtually the whole field beat the likes of Apples Jay, Penn Hill, Bacardi's. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, Harry. So it also has told me something about the stairs hurdle, which I'll talk about as well, without boring everyone to death a little bit later on, because that's mm. the next race I think we're going to cover. Mm. But I'll be very keen on backing as many horses as I can out of that qualify if they get into the final. Mm. But my number one choice would definitely be the storyteller. And I'd say he'd probably be one of my strongest views, if not the strongest view of the whole week. Possible map of the week there for Andy Holding. The storyteller, seven to one for the attempts. Uh, Neil, coming to you now. How I'm do you follow that? I love this race, actually. And I, I, it's a race I generally get quite stuck into. Uh, I, I, I looked at that race as being a quite key I mean, it's, you know, he is a qualifier, obviously. Um, I haven't backed Storyteller yet, although I feel like I've got to now. Um, <laughs> I, I went for a great view, uh, which um, was uh, sixth in uh, this race uh, last year. And um, he ran in that qualifier. He was in that qualifier, yeah. and he finished third, I think. Uh, no, he finished. He finished. That. He finished third in the qualifier next time out at Fairy Ooh. House. Oh yes, yes, um, all right, yes. Behind. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I was about to say, Mary Francis. Yeah, 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 Mary yeah. Francis. But he, he was any horse, any time, any form, yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he was down the field that day at Leopardstown, although he didn't yeah. run too badly. And uh, Yeah, so I've, st I've stuck him in at a big price, but my main bet is Relegate, uh, which is um, uh, Willie Mullins, horse, won the bumper in mm. 2018. Um, and uh, that, that was in that qualifier and finished fourth in the Punchestown qualifier. Um, He's um, he's running off one three seven, which is uh, I think a little bit higher than maybe um, some people that like to moan about those things, uh, the Irish English stuff, uh, think it ought to be. But um, come back to me when your horse gets beaten neck, <laughs> four pound more. I, I tend to not worry too much about that kind of thing. Um, I, I I think yeah, I think you're right. Like if you if you get beat in the qualifier, it can often be a good thing. <laughs> Uh, and obviously there's a lot of shenanigans going on in those kind of races. But um, I have actually also bet the winner of the qualifier, uh, Silver, Silver Screen. Um, did you know the stats? <coughs> I've got some very bad news. Oh, it's, it seems to have suddenly, I'm, I'm just looking on the exchange <laughs> now. I, I, well, I bet it not running over. I literally, so. I haven't actually. I backed yeah. it at Six Angel Hills uh, yeah. last week. Oh, and um, I was told in this very place last night, a certain trainer let slip 
but uh, another trainer had told him that Silver Sheen's out, and I just thought it was when I looked this morning, it was still 13 to back 14 yeah. to lay. I thought, well, perhaps the perhaps the guy was mistaken, mm. and I've just looked, and it's kind of it looks been scratched. Yeah, it looks like it's not in the. So uh, it's not know. there. Yeah, it's not there. So uh, right, yeah. that one, I'm no. I'm currently sulking. Any, anything else we've got to move well, on? Well, the, the other qualifier, of course, is at Warwick, uh, which people often look at. And there's a couple of interesting ones. There's just well, I'll go quick because I know you want to move on. Mm. Uh, there, there was one in that, um, uh, as soon as I put up a non-runner. Uh, Stony Mountain of Henry Daly's. Uh, it was fifth in that qualifier. I mean, generally, obviously, finishing sort of fifth and sixth mm. in those qualifiers is, is somewhat uh, interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I I just thought that would be a bit of a kind of a slogger that would, you know, if we twenty to one quite tough tough situation at Cheltenham. Um, I quite like that. So twenty to one across the board, Stony Mountain relegate yeah. seven to one joint favourite along with Andy's the storyteller. I've so actually played relegate really quite strong each way, but I am going to now save on the storyteller because Andy's convinced me. Tony, uh, no. Nothing. Not for me. Perfect. That's Stolten. exactly Stolten. what I wanted to hear. Um, the Ryanair next. Uh, a Plutard. What a race this looks like. A Plutard is nine to four. Min, three to one. Frodon, uh, last festival's hero, uh, six to one. Riders on the Storm, a, a horse that Andy's put up, is now eight to one. Um, and then yeah, and then and then kind of twelve to one bar with a few horses below who probably won't be turning up in this one. Um, so Andy, given that you've tipped up Riders on the Storm, we'll come to you first. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that. He'd run well at Ascot, um, perhaps finished second or maybe third to surname, mm. um, accepting defeat, not running too badly, getting the nice prize money for finishing second in the grade one, and uh, come here and fresh and well and ready to run um, in the Ryanair. But unfortunately, <laughs> he went and won, but in doing so, he had a brutally hard race. Um, it was, wasn't it? He was absolutely out of his feet. I'm not sure he would have won, actually, even no. if traffic of fluid had stood up. So that really was his Ryanair or his grade one yeah. in, in the season. So I've got a sneaky feeling that. Um, he, he might not be as fully effective in the Ryanair. I ho hope I'm proven so wrong. So anyone <laughs> kind of having a look through now and seeing your tip there, would you probably say hold off that? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, most people have backed it already, so yeah. we've, we've, we've still got a, a free bet. We've, yeah. we've, look, we've, we've got a runner anyway, yeah. at least, yeah, yeah, um, which is great. Um, look, I think this is a straight match between yeah. the Min and uh, between the top two, the Plutard. Yeah, they, they've both done some fantastic times this season. I actually think a Plutard would go very close if you run in the champion chase. Mm. And if it was mm. soft or heavy, they might even still think of that. Um, but he's a talented horse, a Pluto. I mean, when he won the Close Brothers last year, he was the most what, biggest wide margin winner of the week. Do you think the ground <coughs> kind of makes you think maybe more against men and with a Pluto? Um, possibly, yeah. I think they're both very um, you know, versatile when it comes to ground. Mm. Um, this will be obviously on day three as well, so it'll be on a different course, fresher yes, ground. We yeah. don't know what, how much it's either dried up or slowed up mm. as the week goes on. But as it stands here, I think. I think the betting's about right. Some people argue that Min should be favourite because he's got a better record over a longer period of time, and um, you know he's, he's got more solid Cheltenham form in, in Grade Ones. And you could you could make a case out for that as well. But I, I just prefer Plutard. There's something about him. I just think he's he, he gets the job more often than Min does. Mm. If if I'm not being too harsh on Min, and I'm mm. one of Min's biggest fans. I, th I think. I've probably backed him every year he's won. He's run at the festival. I think it's every year he's won. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you, no. you get him just right. No, under, no, he's, he's always won to <laughs> consider, but he, he he did run badly last year for for one uh, reason or another. So that's slight slight adapter on him. Um, but yeah, I think a Pluto will probably win. But I'm, I'm hoping for my sake that at least Riders on the Storm has recovered uh, well enough to run well. Tony, have you cheered up? Um, no, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> wouldn't have won. Wouldn't have won anyway, would it? Um, 
I, I think the market is right, and when the market's right, you know, I, I tend to pretty much switch off. I mean, I'd favour a Plutar over over Min just, but there's, there's That's nothing. What the market's doing, there's nothing really in the price prices. I'd be against Frodon. I was a big fan of Riders on the Storm, but as everyone saw at Ascot, I mean, that that must have taken a hell of a out of him. He was a hell of a lot out of him. He wouldn't have beat Traffic Louise. The one I'm coming back to, obviously last year's second is Aso. If you're looking for an each way bet, I think he, Aso has had a break. Um, hasn't been at his best this season. Has had a break. The stable are coming back to a bit of form. I think the ground will be fine. Um, the problem is, can I see him um, beating a peak form Aplutar or Min? The answer is no. So I think you are just looking for the place money there. Um, it's. I'll wait until the day, but. I probably won't get involved in that race. I think it could cut up, and I think each way is all right in this race. And I bet ASO last year, actually. Uh, 25 to 1 ASO, is it? Yeah, right? I, I'm going to probably <coughs> have to back ASO again. It will be a, too annoying. If I didn't see the running play. He must have traded pretty short he last did, year. did, yeah. I, I, I had I'll have a look. quite a chunk on it last year, and mm -hmm. I, it was, yeah, that was quite a sort of a emotional few minutes. Um, <laughs> do, you, um, do, you, do you tend to, uh, are you a shouter and screamer and throw things or are you just... Or I you, did or during that one, but it's quite rare, it's pretty rare actually. Where yeah. do, you, do you watch it all at home? All at home and uh, yeah, you can, often the dog has no idea who's winning or losing. Yeah. But, uh, they, 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 um, they often don't, do they? Dog? The, dog, the dog pretty much <laughs> knew what was going on in that race, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, Duke Genevra, that won the, the, the Arpel, well. didn't it? In uh, whatever that was, was that two years ago? Two last, years. Year. Uh, last year. Last year. Yeah. God, that seems mm. a lot longer ago last than that. Yeah, um, I was watching Top Gun last night, right? And mm. it was 1986, yeah. 34 years ago. Yeah, that's not good, is it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't born for another four years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still I still cried when Goose the <laughs> <laughs> bit the bullet. Yeah, he's, he's a, he, the same actor was in ER. Yeah, 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 that's the guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one really realised. I mean, Edward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we very, digress. Very tearful. Putting that aside for a second. <laughs> you tell me you don't like Top Gun? I don't know, I don't mind. I just thought, I was looking to try and think of something that might, you know, be interesting each way in the race. And I've got that kind of tricky thing going on in my head where I don't like to bet horses each way they're up in trips. Uh, but, I, you know, it is a soft ground horse, I think. So I, I think I'm going to have to back that each way. Uh, and then it won't stay and I'll lose my Which one was that? A Duke Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it loves Cheltenham, you know. And uh, and I think it likes a bit of cut in the ground. So um, in a race that might cut up, uh, there could easily be eight, nine, ten runners. Did you say that was 25 is normal on a bet? 25 is That's a really tight price because it's 26, yeah. 26 to back, 27 to lay on bet. And that's... That's as probably good as indicators you're going to get if you yeah. go back some each yeah, way. Yeah, and I think that I think that can only go <coughs> one way in the market as the ground softens. So but I'd, I'd probably have to stick ASO in as well. So Bet Victor, Unibet, and Marathon are the three firms who are currently 25s. No run, no bet. Not three um, that are always on the phone to me, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, on to the stayers now, <laughs> and uh, an old friend of, of most people's, but certainly Andy's, who sat here or not here, but sat in in this preview last year and said that. Paisley Park wouldn't be beaten, and we all saw what happened next. Uh, 8 to 11, Paisley Park is best price at the moment with that 365. Uh, Benny de Dieu is you know, very unlikely indeed to run here, but 8 to 1 um, without the uh, NRNB or uh, 11 to 4, I think. Or 3 to 1 is the best price um, with it. Samuel Boy, 10 to 1. Emma Tom, 12 to 1. Penhill, 14 to 1. City Island, uh, the winner of last year's Ballymore, 14 to 1. 
Um, basically, Paisley Park is the story here, and I guess the question is, do you take do you take him on? Is there value at eight to eleven, or do we try and nick some place money at the, the other end of the market? Um, yeah, I th this this time last year we were we were believing that Paisley Park could be um, the next sort of Barracuda, Ingalls Driver, such was his form and potential going into last year's race. And I think we're going to see him dominate this division for <coughs> quite a few years uh, to come because there doesn't appear to be any new kid on the block, certainly from UK and the Irish stays in general uh, have been a pretty weak bunch for quite a while now. Um, <coughs> providing them with the Vulcan just keep him sound and in, in the same sort of shape time and time again, then <coughs> he's got a chance of you know, doing at least another two or three years. Um, He's just got a great engine, hasn't he? Great attitude. He's, he's one of those horses that probably just always do enough. He won't go and win 20 lengths for you. What a moment last year, though, when he <coughs> Oh, yeah, that third from two out to the last when you thought, oh, we're in trouble, and all of a sudden, you know, he comes sweeping by the field. Was uh, was one of the, was the moments of the festival. It's a great roar. Um, and I think him, along with uh, the, the short price favourite on day one, Benny Dejeur, took the two bankers, as Tony's already pointed out. It's hard to not see him winning, but... I, I do think there's more than one way to skin a cat in a race like this, and I do like the without the favourite market. The without the favourite market for this has been quite active for a little while, whereas mm. a lot of others with odds on shots oh. hasn't them. I, I've got stuck into a horse that ties in with that per attempts qualifier that ran the, be the best sectional allowed of all the horses in that race. I must have watched that per attempts qualifier yeah. levels down the most I've watched any race. Like <laughs> You're I a bundle of fun here, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those dark winter hours just, uh, <laughs> uh, take forever. Um, but that, that race, I'm, I'm hoping will stand up quite nicely uh, an hour or so earlier. Um, and if so, I think Ronald Pump, who finished second, Having 11 stone 12 as well that day, he was way behind at halfway. I actually clocked him and compared him to, I've compared him to Penhill, I've compared him to Apples Jad, I've compared him to Bacardi's. I'd be amazed if any of those three horses beat Ronald Pump. But just based on that run that day at Leopardstown, he was miles ahead of them. I mean, if I showed you the video, you literally wouldn't believe it. Mm. You'd almost think I'd missed a hurdle out. Um, so he's, I think he's around about 12, 14 to 14 to 1. To one 14 to 1. Yeah. Three places without the favourite. Well, and, and, and you've got a fake favourite at the top, haven't you? And, and, and yeah, I mean, you look at half the horses who are still quoted in that mm -hmm. race. Benny Dido won't run. Mm. You can punch holes in lots of them. I've, yeah. already, I've already told you the Irish horses yeah. out of that um, Apples yeah. J race are no good. He'll beat, he'll beat mm. Apples J. And he's a real thorough state, this Royal Pump. They've tried to make him into a, a novice chaser, but he's not overly robust and big enough. Um, albeit he did win well first time out at Fairy House and a good second in the Dream Moor. He had an overreach last time out behind uh, Careful Selected. Mm. When he, he took off too soon, you could see he, he dived at one of the ditches and he wasn't quite the same subsequently. So you can sort of put, put those to one side. But over hurdles, I think he's the next thing coming through in Ireland that is potentially going to um, sort of dominate that division if they stay over hurdles. Um, and I, I wouldn't be overly keen on. Somerville boy who got a, the run of the race yeah. last time out, out yeah. in a steadily run three miles. Em and Tommy, he, didn't, he just makes too many mistakes for me. Yeah. He's so ignorant at his hurdles. Um, I think at Smallfield, probably be the only way he, he, I'd be interested in him, and that's not going to be the case. But I'm all over Ronald Pump. I've had to back him at sort of 50s and 40s just in case something yeah. goes wrong with Paisley. But that, that, that without the favourite market, he's my biggest winner of the week. 14 to 1 market, yeah. with Paddy's and Betfair. A yeah. couple of strong ones to, from, uh, from Andy on the Thursday. Uh, Neil? 
Well, I, I, that's interesting. I'm, I'm liking the sound of that. I was kind of. <laughs> We're going to have to stop this filming while, while Neil makes a few was, votes. I was kind of related to storyteller. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was kind of wondering what to do because I, I've got a history of never backing these short ones in the state of hurdle. I, I don't think I ever backed Big Buck uh, when it was favourite. I think it was second favourite one time, and I bet it each way a lot. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, I was kind of coming round to Emiton just on the basis that. Um, in that race at Cheltenham that Somerville Boy won, uh, I think Somerville Boy was about six to one that day, and Emmeton was five to two and just ran no race. And I'm quite a big fan of just, you know, if you can put a line through a race because of a, a reasonable excuse. And I think um, we're on great tricks. He came up with, uh, you know, fair reason there. He was he'd been off the track a long time. Uh, and in the Haydock race, do you ever, I mean, I'm going senile, I think. I, I sometimes, uh, you know, I pause the TV because I, I meant to press something else on the remote. And then I watch the race. And, and it, you know, I think it's like when you're watching it on at the races and it's 23 seconds behind or something. <laughs> I, I was watching that Emerton race thinking, God, they know the result here. Like the in-running market. It I've done that to, before. It seemed to be... But actually, I was watching it in real time on fairly fast pictures. Oh, really? uh, and it, it did seem to me that people just kind of were very, very bullish in running. And it, it was pretty impressive. Um, I, I, it's obviously a slight bit below grade of, of Paisley Park. It's not really a, a you know, <coughs> absolute top stayer. But uh, I thought that might be quite solid each way. We're on Great Tricks' horses. You're a fan, aren't you, Tony, because of Cole Harden. Um, yeah, yeah I know. He, he, like it's I, a different kind of horse, obviously Emerton, but um, you know he knows what to do to win this race. Uh, I sort of thought that was the each way one for me. Twelve to one with Hills, not without the non-run no bet. Mm. Ten to one NRMB, and then in the without Paisley Park market, six to one with Betfair and Paddies. Yeah, I like I like why he was. Um, I was over in Ireland for the Dublin Racing Festival, and I'd had a really good go on Bob Marler and uh, Musselburgh. Mm. And I, uh, I won't tell you exactly what I, what I actually screamed at the top of my voice uh, in the owners and trainers that let us down. But uh, you're now barred from the owners. No, and no, no. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was all right. Mm. Actually, so I screamed at the top of my voice, and I looked down, and there was a load of kids crayoning. And I was, just, oh, I, no. know, <laughs> I, I did, I did drop a, uh, a C bomb. Wow. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but I, I, I was chatting. Ron was there the next day, and I was chatting to him. And uh, just told him the story, and uh, yeah, so he, he's a good lad. Um, I'm not a big fan of his Emerton here. Uh, I think Paisley Park eight to eleven, um, not one I know bet with bet three six five is is a good thing, isn't it? I must admit to have laid I've laid Paisley Park at an average of one point nine six on Betfair for this race. I'm probably thinking about backing it at one point eight one and just taking my medicine. Um, I I laid it at two point one immediately after that race last time, thinking it wasn't overly impressive. Then then you kind of like look into it a bit and he did well to win. It was a muddling pace Very last time as well, wasn't it? That's why I don't fancy Somerville Boy, because if he couldn't win mm, yeah. going slowly and almost making it a two and a half mile yeah. race and not being able to qu yeah. quicken and, and beat Paisley Park. It, just, it just underlines, you know, you know, what Andy and other people like that do. If he focused on time, if visually to me, it didn't look all that much cop. So I immediately went on late at you know, about 2.1. You know, about half an hour later, I'm thinking, oh, God, and the price had already gone, so I just left it there. But um, yeah, I, I think eight to eleven is, is very fair. Um, it just wins, doesn't it? Really, um, I can't see anything else. Um, well, I want to pub against it. Listening to Andy there, 
uh, I think uh, he makes a very, very convincing case for, for Ronald Pump, a horse that's admittedly not been on my radar whatsoever. Coming not many people have. <laughs> that's that's good. Well, that's, where, you know. You've asked most UK punters. And that's that's I bet all these previews, forums, that not hardly anyone has that's mentioned That's about Ronald to change. Uh, <laughs> on now right. to the uh, Brown Advisory Plate. Um, as ever, we need to rattle through these last through in the day. Uh, simply the bets, a horse that you mentioned earlier, Andy, yeah. is uh, is eight to one favourite. Ben Dundee, twelve to one. Sepage, twelve to one. Um, Sixteen to one. A whole host of horses below. Uh, need to rattle through this, so anything yeah. said has to be of value. Uh, uh, Sepage, <laughs> I think it's got coarse form, up only a pound for win last time. Um, only run badly once uh, at Cheltenham. I just think it's still handicapped to run uh, a very big race from ground. That won't be any problem. 12 to 1, Sepage across the board. Andy? Yeah, well, looking at the time comparison, simply the Betts and Sepage, there was a good bit between those two. Um, the actual overall time was in favour of Sipley Betts as well. It wasn't just the final circuit. Um, he beat Sepage every, every which way. But this is a bigger field, bigger environment. Sepage is used to running big field, so there might be a switch there, maybe. But that form line was simply the Betts, Imperial Aura, and, and on the slopes is good. Um, not the better of the century at 8 to 1, granted, but. Um, he, he's the one I'm probably going to centre around. And the other one to mention is Brelon Dar, who I thought ran really well beyond Happy Diva early on in the season. Was going well when slipping badly on landing three out in the Caspian Caviar when still in with a good chance. I think, I think he's another one I'd potentially have a half a look at. Brelon Dar, 25 to 1. 88 to is 1. 25 to 1. Mm, 25 really to 1. Uh, with uh, Hills, 888, Bet365, and Boyles. That is a mad price. Is it Mad a good price. Entry, brother, yeah, he, there was talk of him going in the Grand Annual, but they've got Grand Annual. I'll just quickly now, check so his chain. Let me just have a look at this. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I don't Ooh. think he's going to go for that. There's nothing. There's basically there's no, nothing there. Just a bit strange. Maybe there's 17. There's a bit of money to lay at 17. Mm. Nothing. Nothing to back. So where? Where is he? Brendan Dar. For, 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 for the brown. For, yeah, for brown. Brown advisory plate. Yeah. Anyway, Neil. Yeah. Um, I just had a quick look at Articulum. Uh, just because it's a real soft ground horse, um, uh, Tom O'Brien, third in the article last year, um, I think about 25 to 1. Maybe 33 20. to 1 with Skybet. Wow, there you go. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't... Do you know anyone at Skybet? Yeah, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not a race, it, it is a race I'm going to get stuck into because, it, you know, it, it, it's going to be, it, it'll be, of course, the first four will be very advantageous to punters, but I, it's not a race I've done much in yet, but that was one that was definitely on my radar, and I, I, that'll be, certainly, probably be one of the four I bet in the race. On to the Mayor's Novice now, uh, Manella Melody is the 11-4 to four favourite, uh, Lamar I can't say the name, Lamarxi is 6-1, to 11-2 uh, NRNB, uh, Floresa 8-1, to one, Dulcita 9-1, to one. Cole Reeve, 10 to 1, 12 to 1 bar. Again, to the floor. I'm completely out. Andy is out. I'm out. Uh, I'm I've, the Joker. Had, I've had a little bit. Constatista, last year's runner up at 16s each way, but um, Manila Melody's the most likely winner. But I thought Constatista uh, didn't show too badly last time, and I just thought 16s was a fair enough price. I was, I was rather hoping that might win in the county hurdle, but um, that, that's a good shout. I, I put that up last time I was at Leopardstown. The guys in the racing post didn't pick it up, but she absolutely walked through one down the yeah. back, literally like head-butted it, yeah. and went from about six travelling to about six or seven places further back, made the ground up. But that effort to make the ground up definitely cost her. Okay, so I mean, the step-up and trip will we'll yeah. see as well. 12 to 1, she, she's a player. She's a, she's a good player. Currently, Neil? 
Uh, I was kind of half looking at Floresa, but um, it was a bit unlucky last time in Doncaster. Um, and I think it's quite a good jumper, but um, I don't know. I'd sort of, when it's like heavy ground, Henderson is a stable that I sort of feel like, you know, anytime you hear him talking about his horses, it, yeah. it's always like, they don't want rain, it would be better on good ground, we want some good ground. But as, as Andy said, we are, I think we're, we're leaning towards, you know, soft, heavy on the yeah. first day. By Thursday, yeah, it wouldn't be. be so hard and fast, as Andy said, with the, um, yeah. with, the with the fresh ground as well. Yeah. So I, I, it's not a race I'm going to rush into at this stage, but that, that was one that was on, definitely on my radar. Floresa 8-1 to one at the moment. Uh, last race of the day, the Kim Muir, Ravenhill and Lebroy, uh, both 10-1, to one, uh, but they are shorter in most places, except for the hills. So around about the 8-1 to one mark, if you get one on non-run, no bet. At the Acorn, 10-1, to one, no comment, 10-1. to one. Dace Arbor, 12-1, to one, 14 to 1 bar. Last race of the day, give us a couple of winners. Tony, coming to you first. Um, haven't had a bet. I had a look at this, a, a good look at this uh, last night. If I was going to have a bet, I'd probably be Dace Alba at, at 12s. I was quite impressed with it last time. It's got a good profile, but as of the moment, I haven't had a punt. So uh, I'm not going to recommend anything. Andy? Two really good stats here that you need to look at. Um, every, anything out of the Lemstone 4, um, basically the last six, seven years, mm. you want to be looking at a class angle. Uh, Jamie Cole's got had four winners, David Coconner three, so game jockey booking is going to be crucial. I agree with Tony with Dacia Alba. Trevor Hemmings won it with Juvenile a few years ago, and this horse has steadily improved um, quite quite markedly. And he's, his time figure comparison at, at Sandown last time out for a three mile mm. 0 to 30 handicap was very good compared with the two mile handicaps on the card. He can he can operate at a good pace, this horse. He just seems to be improving at the right time as well. They've, I think they've got his mind right. He's a bit of a, a loon early on, we used to wear the hood and not really finish off his races, but he just seems to have come of age. And um, you know the Hobbs team seems to have a good, um, you know, squad to go into the. Oh uh, yeah, I heard him here. talking about this horse the other day, and he sounded quite bullish. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that three from three? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't had a bit in the race yet. Um, I, I did read one stat that I thought was, I mean, I don't know how many handicap debutants run in it every year. Probably a few, but not that many. Uh, they haven't had a handicap debutant winner since 1985. Wow. Uh, I'm not a big fan of backing. Uh, First time in a handicap horses at Cheltenham uh, each way because you know they're, they're a bit sort of win or come nowhere. So that, that I was I'm already put off by that, but that stat definitely puts me off of, of those kind of horses. Um, the King's Writ was quite an interesting mm -hmm. one at a big price. Actually, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just been quite solid. Josh Newman is it looks like an all right jockey. Rode rode it. Uh, last two times, came second last two times, wants proper soft ground. I think it's about, is it 25 to 1? 33 for the Hills and Betfred. So yeah, anyone yeah. with Betfred. Betfred yeah. 33 to 1 non-runner, no bet with yeah, Betfred. Big price out, yeah. yeah, I thought that was fair. Yeah, jumps well and he's very honest. Uh, and he'd be out of the carnage as well, because he, he's up, often ridden handily, if not making the running, so that's not a bad mm. shout that. There you have it, that's our Thursday preview. A couple of strong selections from Andy and some good stuff as well from Tony and Neil. Thank you guys very much for being here. Make sure you check out Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday's previews. They are on all podcast platforms and on the Oddchecker YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to now. Thank you.